Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We brought you Damn Good Beer, and now we're delivering to you Damn Good Beef. So damn good, you can now get Hassle Cattle Company Wagyu Beef, the DNVR bar. That's right. We couldn't resist putting that damn good beef in our bar in the corner of Colfax and York. So now you can build your own delicious Hassle Cattle Wagyu beef burgers with all the toppings you love. And you can get it at home at HassleCattleCompany.com, H-A-S-S-E-L-L, CattleCompany.com. And they're hooking you up right now with a special holiday discount of 15% off your entire purchase. Just use code DNVR15 at checkout. That's DNVR15 to save 15% every time at HassleCattleCompany.com. That's your first pitch. Now let's play ball. Welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast brought to you by Strava CBD Coffee. Strava Craft Coffee is going to improve the quality of your morning since it's rich in CBD, CBG, and can be delivered to your doorstep every two, four, six, or eight weeks. Their CBD-infused coffee has got me feeling fantastic since I've been drinking it, since it helps with chronic headaches, joint pains, and so much more. Plus, you don't get any of those typical coffee jitters when you have three or four or sometimes five cups, depending on what kind of transactions are going on in the world of the Colorado Rockies. And now you can get 25% off your first purchase when you use code DNVR25. I am your host, Patrick Lyons, and joining me today is a very special member of the Rockies community. You know her from a lot of different things. You know her from all around the country, really. Even Canada. We'll get into how people know you from Canada. But ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Susie Hunter. Hello, everyone. Happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, no, it was exciting when we thought about people that we have to have in this off season. We got to have Susie in. It's a big, it's a big deal. And you're you're now here. This I is where here this now. is your home. I know. It's so fun. Happy to be here. It's fantastic. Now, before we maybe go back to where you're originally from, mm-hmm. we'll start with in our conversation where people most know you from, right? Hartford. I think, yeah, I think that's yeah. kind of where you jumped on the scene and, and burst into the Rockies world, Yeah, right? that's where I built my career. But of course, when the Yard Goats came into existence, um, uh, that kind of brought me into this whole Rockies Twitter world. And I met so <laughs> many great people um, and started coming out here a bunch. And now I live here. It's insane. Uh, but yeah, spent so much time covering the Yard Goats that I do miss them dearly. <laughs> Yeah, and and 2020, we all missed the Yard Goats and Mm -hmm. all minor league cities around the country. How much of a void was that 
during the, those first months and the first year, really, of the pandemic when there was just no baseball going on at all in Hartford. Yeah, and it, especially Hartford, I think, is such an unusual circumstance, too, because just a few years before that, there was no baseball in Hartford because the 2016 season, the stadium wasn't ready. Those guys <laughs> played that whole season on the road. So, like, that was already a void. And it's like, well, nothing like that will ever happen again in Hartford. And then the pandemic happened. So not something anyone could ever predict. So it's like, oh, gosh, like, out of the – Five years the Yard Goats have existed. They've played three years at this park, and it's it was a bummer for everyone on, in Hartford on so many levels. Wow, yeah, that's an interesting perspective. Like you said, three out of five yeah. seasons when you're supposed to be there and they're not. And where they are is Dunkin' Donuts Park, probably mm-hmm. one of the nicest minor league ballparks. It's so tiny, too. It's it's a minor league stadium, yeah. and... It's packed out, mm-hmm. but it, they, they got it in such a small little corner <laughs> of town, and it's it's pretty perfect. Yeah, and the footprint, actually, of the park is kind of interesting. So the way it's positioned, they actually had to put the home dugout on where the away dugout normally would be uh, because they needed to give those guys, you know, a little more room in the in the clubhouse and all that. So, yeah, so it's, it's an unusual park for sure, but it's so nice. It's brand new. Those facilities are beautiful. When you got your first look at Dunkin' Donuts Park, was right field the biggest question mark for you? Of like, <laughs> what's happening out there in right field with that two deck system? And is a pop up go that goes 292 feet? Is that going to be a home run in the first deck? Not in the actually. So in the first deck, if it hits the net, it is still in play. So it's not a home run. Um, but yeah, I've, second deck. I've seen Ryan McMahon hit many home runs up there. Um, ugh, it was great times. Yeah, and that's that. They were some great times. That goes to the next thing. Like, who are some of your favorite players from the Hartford? And I really want to know who are the best personalities, where maybe we don't know them as well, or, you know, maybe their Rockies career is already over, but funny person, you know, very affable. Like, who are the, who are the names that jump out? you from Hartford. Yeah, uh, Ryan McMahon, of course, a joy to cover. Uh, Drew Weeks, do you remember Drew Weeks? I love Drew Weeks. He got off to a huge start, I think, in 2018, mm-hmm. and I thought he was he, he was going to be a good fourth outfielder for the club. Mm-hmm. Got hurt, broke his hand, and then kind of derailed. But Weeks, great guy. He was Hartford's sweetheart. <laughs> like there were people were making signs for him. He's just also the nicest guy too. Um, another person, so uh, Josh Fuentes, now Joshua, but back when he was just Josh, he He's was great. hysterical in Hartford. He was just such a personality. He would like run the team's Snapchat when they were on the road, oh. and then like you'd go to like the local dive bar and he'd be DJing later that night. It's like okay like dj fuent no yeah we we know he <laughs> is in control of the radio no matter where he goes yeah if you, you're getting an infield a corner infielder and you're getting a clubhouse dj mm-hmm. for wherever he ends up signing this offseason yeah he was he was an ap- absolute delight definitely one of my favorite yard goats to come through Lo- love those two promotions are also really huge in hartford mm-hmm. again they they don't need to have any promotions because again that ballpark for where it's located, how beautiful it is. Again, in the Eastern League, we know there's a lot of you know passionate baseball fans there. What are some of the great promotions that Hartford has had over the years that have been maybe the most fun for you to enjoy, at least? The the biggest one they do, um, they do a Whalers weekend to kind of celebrate the former NHL team that was in Hartford, the Whalers. But they end up getting all these like old hockey players to come back, and it's like cool for fans to kind of you know relive you know the kind of glory days of Hartford sports back when there was a major team there. But also like it's a legit reunion for these guys, so that's really cool to be a part of. And I've met some like just incredible people through that. You got to share a good behind the scenes story because when you get access and you're covering, you know, sports 
in Hartford in a city like that. Mm-hmm. They they open up all the doors. They take all the padlocks <laughs> off. Did you ever get to take like batting practice on the field or do anything crazy like that? Because, hey, it's, it's part of your job, right? Yeah, you, You've exactly. got to create this kind of content to have fun. Yeah. I've never done batting practice on the field, which I kind of can't believe. That's like <laughs> definitely a thing I have missed out on. <sighs> um, but like they've done a lot of um, like they – they do a brew fest every year. So like I always get to like sneak in a little early and it's just, it's a great team there. Like the people, yeah, everyone working there is just incredible. They are so smart about promoting themselves and making it so delightfully chaotic and fun. And they do a great job with their merchandise too. Like oh, yeah. they take the goat and they're like, all right, what else can we have the goat chewing on besides the bat? <laughs> all right, you got a candy cane for the holidays. Boom. Hockey stick. Like you said, when they have mm-hmm. whalers weekend, they, they, get very creative with with all the different iterations of that goat. Oh my gosh, yeah. And the funny thing is, so back in like 2016 when the team was not playing in Hartford, we kind of joked, we're like, oh, like they're mostly a clothing brand right now because their (laughs) merch is just so fire. Yeah. (laughs) It's so good. And actually the funny thing is I've seen people wearing that merch all over the country. Yeah, and I imagine in that in that first year when they were playing on the road, people thought, well, that's why they're called the yard goats. Like, you know, they're always playing away <laughs> in someone else's yard. They're never home. And no, no, they they're they're able to be there. Were you there during the the New Britain Rockcats days as well? Or- I was, yeah. So obviously wow. a much different stadium, um, uh, just a much different vibe. <laughs> and there was definitely a lot of bad blood when they moved that team from New Britain, just five miles away to Hartford. It was a little, it was there was drama. It was drama for sure. But I think it's paid off a lot. Yeah, I, th- I think Trevor Story, that was his last double A mm-hmm. stop. I don't think that he pl- ended up playing with the Tulsa Drillers. He was one of the New Britain Rockcats and, and Connecticut Tigers, I think, were there for a minute. They were one of the teams that were left out, unfortunately, of minor leagues. They they rebranded, if you remember, to yeah. what, the, the Norwich The Sea Unicorns. Sea Unicorns, which yeah. which Norwals was right there. Norwich uh, or Norwich what, what, Narwhals. Narwhals. Yeah, That's yeah. Like, so that that was right there. That would have been perfect. I know, but they went with like the other name for it. You know, they were going for like, you know, the theme in minor league baseball of having like really goofy names. But the crazy thing is um, they rebranded in 2019, like in December, they launched that merch. They were like in the top 10 of merch for all of 2019, just having it out for a month. And then they never played as the Sea Unicorns, which I think is so sad. That's wild. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, all that money that they invested into that. And I'm not sure if they got rolled into any of those partner leagues uh, that, that MLB has been been kicking around and whatnot. But, yeah, that was that was a good good branding. And, and I like the old school Connecticut Tigers, too. Yeah, yeah. Where it kind of had the Tony the Tiger mm-hmm. from Frosted Flakes kind of logo. Yeah, very reminiscent that. of that. But still with, like, the Lions, you know, font. I like I like consistency. I liked what they had going on. Yeah, sad to see him go. For sure. Well, <laughs> if you want to come on down to uh, to hang out, you never know if Susie's she's in the neighborhood, right? She's in the city. Yeah. Uh, she may come down to the DNVR bar. You can come down and check out any of our watch parties that we got going on all week during the weekend. Buffs, Rams, Avs, Nuggets. Of course, it's their season. The Sunday watch party is going to be off the hook. Broncos, Chiefs, six twenty. I think is that right? Yeah, here. At, that's going to be amazing. Sunday Night Football, AFC West is up for grabs. You know we've got it going on, members. You get a much larger beer when you're at the DNVR bar. You get discounts at DNVR Locker and the Discord where you can talk with us, chat. It's fantastic. Make sure you sign up to the DNVR.com. 50 cents for your first month. And if you get the annual membership, you get a free shirt. Can't beat that. We've also got a new sponsor in Snooze Sleep. 
Sleep.com. That's right. It's a fantastic, fantastic mattress. Uh, we've got the Snooze Sleep. It's the most universal mattress on the planet. It's perfect for every body. That's right. Whether you are warm, cool, if you want cozy, firm, soft, whatever you need, you can flip it. They've got a washable temperature regulated cover and it's backed by a 122 year warranty made by Colorado Design for the World. And now when you use code DNVR at snoozesleep.com, you can receive $250 off a mattress, $250 off an adjustable base with code DNVR at snoozesleep.com. If you're at any of the tailgates over the weekend, big W, Against the Chargers, we may have to talk about a tailgate that you attended a couple weeks ago. <laughs> so we, this is going to be a bit of an expose. We got to break it down, <laughs> take you to task for something that happened at a tailgate. But if you were there, if you've been to any of them, we got more coming up. All you can drink Breckenridge beer. All you can eat sexy pizza. What is it? Well, they are right here in our Denver community. 13 years. They're as local as it gets. Hand tossed deck oven pizza. They've got made-from-scratch-each-morning dough. Choose your own adventure with a wide range of topics. And they do an amazing job giving back to the community. Make sure you check out www.sexy.pizza and check out their About page for the donations link if you want Sexy Pizza to support your cause. Stop by any of Sexy Pizza's locations in Denver, Capitol Hill, Old South Pearl, Jefferson Park, and Park Hill with Trinidad, Colorado on its way. All right, tailgate business. Susie... (laughs) And this is where we were going to go did next. I do? <laughs> before Hartford, there was Philadelphia. Yep. <laughs> and before this set, you were last seen partaking in a Broncos tailgate, and you were wearing Eagles gear, weren't you? I know. Listen, I grew wow. up in Philly. It's where I became a sports <laughs> fan. If I were ever caught dead at an Eagles game wearing something other than Eagles attire, I would be murdered uh, by my people. So, um, uh, listen, a lot of love for Denver sports, but this one this one game that only happens like every four years, I got to go Eagles. If the Broncos had won, I think it would have been it would have been a little easier. I think you guys would have taken it a little better. Yeah. Well, all right. Keep all right, it together. Let's, okay? let's see if we can get past this. We'll see if we can get past this. I'll, I'll try to let it go. Uh, when, you, when you think about the, that Venn diagram growing up in the Philadelphia area, Phillies, and Rockies in Colorado, mm-hmm. the first name that that comes off uh, the, the top of the tongue, top of the head is is Roy Halladay, a oh Colorado product, Ugh. heartbreaking, you know, and and to his life. But of course, uh, a guy who looms very large in in both those circles. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, definitely one of my favorite Phillies of all time. Incredible on the mound, and just like what a great personality, what a great dude. Um, so tragic. I still can't believe he is not alive. It's just. Because he was so larger than life. But yeah, definitely one of my favorites growing up, he for was, sure. He was great. He His uh, no-hitter on, on May 29th, I know the date well, because <laughs> it was the day before uh, I got married. And oh, so my gosh. that was part of the buzz. I've got you know in-laws that are related to Tom McCarthy, Philly's broadcaster. Oh, no way. So that was a big topic of like, okay, when I go over to this table, we're talking baseball, we're, ta- we're talking holidays, no-hitter big moment and then he ends up goes and and does it again in the postseason incredible oh that's a really cool milestone for your wedding yeah oh yes (laughs) and when i was on my honeymoon was when the armando galarraga perfect game transpired and so i I had to get that a little bit after so i will never forget (laughs) i will never forget those those occurrences in spring of 2010 for as long as i live oh yeah then i got married uh, and then then also so that's also memorable for that reason all right 
also Rockies Phillies. And, and and we'll do best two out of three. Best <laughs> okay. two out of three. Okay. Better hair, better beard, and just better overall. Charlie Blackman Ooh. or Jason Worth? <gasps> okay. I, I'll buy you some time. You got to think about that. Jason Worth, a guy that, man, we haven't really heard too much from him in a while and, and kind of turned his back on Philly. Again, if you're going to get the bag, you got to do it. Went and signed with the Nationals. Kind of was one of those first pieces when Harper was coming up, Strasburg. Mm-hmm. But... He kind of made his name in Philadelphia. Looked like Teen Wolf. Mm-hmm. He had a lot more of that Teen Wolf vibe. Oh my god! From gosh. Michael J. Fox, I'm bringing you back, huh? <laughs> this is like the throwback machine right now. Putting you on the spot for, wow. for beard, hair, overall. <laughs> I mean, is is it hard to pick? And they're both great. It's hard. It's re- that's really hard to pick. <laughs> um, I might go with Charlie Blackman on this one. Yeah. Yeah. Love that. Yeah, a lot more more kept together. Like I said, it has the wolf vibe. Yeah. Yeah. And Worth was one of the first guys who did that, so he he did help pave the way. He, he he walked so Charlie Blackman could run. Love that. With all that hair. That works. That's perfect. <laughs> this year on the 2022 ballot, we got Todd Helton. We're looking mm-hmm. for him to to get his, uh, you know, vote totals up. I gotta imagine you'd like to see Todd in the Hall of Fame as well to mm-hmm. join Larry Walker. Oh, absolutely. Those bombers. <laughs> And he also got uh, this year Ryan Howard and Jimmy Rollins, two two oh, Phillies guys on yes. the ballot. Yes, two guys who like made my childhood. <laughs> yeah, there. Uh, Chase Utley is a couple years away uh, until he's on the 2024 ballot. Do you think those are guys that might get? They're they're all three of them are in the Hall of Very Good. Mm-hmm. Where you go, they were they were the greats of their day. Enough to get in the Hall of Fame. That's kind of hard to tell, right? Yeah, and also, I mean, I know, especially you know, when I'm on the road, people are like, "Oh, you're a Phillies fan. Like, who's your favorite Philly?" And like, I kind of like read the room, and if they think they're gonna get mad, I'll <laughs> tell people it's Chase Utley, and people Ooh. get furious because I like, you know, I like to press buttons. So uh, <laughs> he's just, he's, you know, I get it, but so I want to see what happens in that yeah we'll <laughs> yeah. we'll see i think those guys at least deserve to be on like a second ballot and yeah you know ryan howard never got to play for the rockies but uh he did have a a cup of coffee in triple a in albuquerque which is strange to say about a guy like you have the cup of coffee in the minors not in the majors yep that that's strange how that works all right one of the more interesting uh memories around opening day to transpire here in colorado i think it may have been 2018 2018, 2019, on the cover of the Denver Post, opening day, there's a photograph of Citizens Bank Park. Now, the first couple of times I saw this and everyone was buzzing about it, I didn't necessarily get it because the first time I went to Citizens Bank Park, I immediately thought it felt a lot like Coors Field, how it was arranged. Had you Mm -hmm. ever had that thought before you saw that major gaffe on the front page? You know, I guess I do see their similarities, um, (laughs) but it was just such a, it's going to live on forever. Like, it's just not something that's ever going to go away. There's always going to be a meme about it. I think it's hysterical, uh, but also like coming from work, I used to work in newspapers, so I know you work long hours, mistakes happen. It's like, I feel bad, but also like, it's still so funny to me. It is. I mean, you know, the scoreboard's in left field. I think mm-hmm. the batter's eyes are very similar. Yeah, yeah. There's no Liberty Bell in Coors Field. Kind of a giveaway. <laughs> uh, it's a big one. You yeah. can't see the city of Philadelphia in center field at Coors Field. Another slight giveaway. 
<laughs> just little ones, little, just those, little pieces. Those little details. But I always <laughs> did get the sense those two things were, were kind of very similar. And, and we do get the sense that the folks over at Green Mountain Dental Group, they deserve to take a lot of credit for the smiling Colorado sports fans you get to see around town, especially all of our DNVR listeners who've switched to Green Mountain Dental Group over the years to make them their permanent family dentist. They're the best damn family-owned dentist in the metro area, and they're extreme Colorado sports fans, just like all of us. And if you schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam, you'll receive a free Sonicare toothbrush from Green Mountain Dental Group, located only 15 minutes from downtown Denver. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, has an offer every football fan should jump on. New customers can bet just $1 on either NFL team to score, and when they do, you win $100 in free bets. It's that easy and rewarding. Susie, do you remember the last 0-0 tie back in 1924? No. <laughs> As you shouldn't. No. <laughs> I wasn't there. <laughs> Same. I'm not that old. Uh, don't remember it. Didn't even know it happened. But that's kind of the, the deal behind this, right? We're trying to give you a lock so you can have $100 in free bets. <laughs> DraftKings customers, you know, you can also get skin in the game with the new same game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. It's safe, secure, and reliable. And best of all, with DraftKings Sportsbook, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code DNVR. New customers can bet just $1 on either NFL team to score. And if they do, you win $100 in free bets. That's promo code DNVR this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Not as fast as RK, but I'm, I'm doing what I can on, on the quickness of that ad read at the end there. And finally, your Colorado rugby team is back again, but not as the Colorado XOs now. They're the American Raptors. If you haven't heard of the American Raptors, they're a top-notch group of athletes who've already competed at the highest level of their respective sports. Football players, basketball players, baseball, wrestling, soccer, track and field, all of that and more. Our guy, Colton Strickler, has got it covered for you on his weekly DNVR Rugby podcast. Make sure you hit that subscribe button and learn more about rugby with Colton's 101 Rugby Podcasts with exclusive interviews with athletes and coaches. Plus, the DNVR Rugby Podcast provides betting advice on the Super Rugby that's starting at the end of February, right when football season finishes. It's perfect. You can head over to AmericanRaptors.com to score free tickets, yes, free, or stream their games. All of that and more you can find on AmericanRaptors.com. Is rugby big in the Philly area? I don't think so. I don't think so. It's like Eagles are everything and then everything else. Eagles. Eagles. It's the Eagles. <laughs> All right. The big thing we got to mm -hmm. discuss here with you, Susie. Well, there's two big things. <laughs> but the first thing we'll lead into the next one. This summer, you just, I don't know, you lived your best life. I lived. You went to all 30 stadiums, except you didn't actually go to 30. We'll get to that in a second. Yep. You went to a little bit more <laughs> than that. There's a twist. <laughs> where, where did this idea come from? It's a bucket list that everybody has. Oh, but, yeah. But what, what made 2021 the year for you to say, I'm going to do it. I'm yeah. going to do it. So, I mean, this is every baseball fan's big dream. Like, everyone wants to go to every ballpark. But, like, to do it all in one season is like, wow, like, if only I could do that. So then, you know, I was in Hartford. I was a TV reporter and just, like, absolutely drained from reporting through the pandemic. And, like, I got moved to, like, doing breaking news, like, on a morning show. So, like, I was, like, really out of my element. And also, like, 
I don't know if you've noticed like what it's like to work in the news during a pandemic, but it's 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 brutal. It's I, brutal. I saw I saw some tweets where you're like in your car with the mask on and it's you can tell it's freezing outside. There's mm-hmm. frost on your window and go do your job, Susie. That's rough. That's rough. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, like a lot of fun, of course, but like I was just so drained. So like my contract was up in March and I was like, OK, I really want to take a mental health break. Um, but also I'm like. Okay, like uh, this would give me the time to kind of do the trip of a lifetime. So I mapped it out to see if it was even possible. And I was like, (laughs) okay, I can do it. Um, I have to go for it. I'm crazy not to. So I drove to every single MLB park. You did it. I did it. So how did you map it out? Was it more geographical? Did you just want to hit certain pockets at first? Or was there kind of... You know, some kind of rhyme or reason. Uh, so I was doing it by section, but like the one thing that I knew I had to do, I knew I had to be in Denver for the All-Star game. Ooh, nice. So I kind of had to map it around that. But other than that, I was just like, okay, I'm going to carve it out in sections. So I did the Northeast first. I went down South. I went across Texas. Then I went up to Colorado and I was here for like most of July, which was so fun. <laughs> the energy here was just incredible. Um, and then I did the Midwest drove back through Denver again and then did the West coast. And then I had to fly to Canada after that. You did. And so that would be number 30 probably for most people on their list is Mm -hmm. you got to go out of the country, except you saw them somewhere else along the way, right? Was it Buffalo or was it Dunedin? I saw them in Buffalo. So I wanted to see them in Dunedin too, but my sister was getting married in May. So like I didn't get a chance to get down to Florida before um, they moved up to Buffalo. So I was at Buffalo, like kind of like in their first like couple of weeks of being up there. So that was really cool and really interesting to, you know, see major league baseball in such an intimate setting. Cause like it is so small. Like it's a, about a 6,000 person capacity, I think, but they were at less than that, of course. So like a very small number of people at a major league baseball game. It was wild. Uh, still probably more people than I saw at Marlins games, but <laughs> um, it was, so that was cool in itself. Uh, definitely quite a schlep, but then as the season went on, they opened Canada back up. So I was like, okay, great. Now I have to do 31 ballparks. So I brought myself up to Canada, but to, I couldn't drive up there. You can't, you can't drive there. They don't let you. Um, so I, I had to fly. Got to fly but in. that's okay. <laughs> that's great. Salem, awesome. Salem Field, I think I'm pronouncing yeah. that right, in Buffalo. They actually were just doing renovations to it as well. So mm-hmm. hopefully it kind of perked some things up. But it, as you said, it, it felt like a, a minor league ballpark. But with big league players, which is kind of the the best of both worlds. Yeah, but like also, so I, you know, love watching the Blue Jays because a lot of those guys played through Hartford against the Yard Goats. So I saw, you know, Bo Bichette and Vlad Jr. like that up close before. So it was just, so it was like a little different, but kind of the same. Yeah, those Eastern League teams with the New Hampshire Fisher Cats, of course. That's cool that there's that connection. They're they're a fun team to root for. They're, you know, they've been down on their luck for quite a while. Mm-hmm. All right, you got the Tulowitzki connection, Bo Bichette there. So I think there were a lot of Blue Jays fans in Colorado if they need that second American League team. All right, what was <laughs> what was your least favorite stadium? Oh, that's a good question. Um, uh, I'm going to say most... I'm going to switch it to most overrated. Ooh, okay. I was not a huge fan of Wrigley. Ooh, 
Yeah. I've never heard that. So, I mean, it's very similar to Fenway. I've spent a lot of time at Fenway. I worked at a Fenway sports bar for like three seasons. So I've spent a lot of time there. They're very similar parks, but Wrigley, they don't let you just like walk around the park. Like you can't do a lap. And when I'm going to a park, I'm like, I'm visiting all these parks. Like I do a couple of laps. I talk to people. I want to get the view from every angle. You can't do that in Chicago, um, uh, which apparently is because I guess some fans got too drunk and ran from their cheap seats and like onto the field or something like that. But I didn't like that. I just couldn't walk around and then like all the views are bad and yeah. And it's Chicago in the summer. So it's just, you know, I appreciate the history there, but I did not love my time there. Wow. And was it a day game? It was a day game. I went to two games. They were both day games. Uh, so they were brutal. It was like 900% humidity <laughs> too. Um, and like could not see anything happening on the field. Any pre-game before at maybe Murphy's Bleachers, one of those pubs around. Yeah. Cubby Bear is actually the spot. I have a friend who lives in Chicago and that is like her regular spot. So I went to Cubby Bear. Weirdly enough, met two bachelor parties at Cubby Bear who were from Colorado. Wow. I know. I'm like, what are you doing here? So that was like really funny in itself. I still keep in touch with some of them. <laughs> I, I like that take about, about Wrigley. Yeah, it's you're right. It is very confined in that capacity. I think the same was true for Fenway. There's You can walk around, but there's this one spot in left field at Fenway where there's like actually seats in, in the walkway. And so if you sit there, mm -hmm. you have to get up anytime somebody is, is getting to their location near the, the green monster. Like yeah. it, it's tight. These old parks are kind of inconvenient. It's cool yeah, that we still yeah. have them and I love that for us, but like also just not always a great experience. And they've got like the old school seats. Like they might be new. They may have put new seats They're in, cramped. but they are, the size is small. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Built in 2019, but for the, the 1919 body frame. Yep. It's big bit different there. A malnourished body frame. Oh, very, <laughs> very much so. What about Miller? Park, which is now American Family Field, yes, it is. not too far from Chicago. Mm -hmm. I find that to be one of the, the few domes that are retractable roof stadiums mm -hmm. that I, I kind of like that. I, not, I don't like Chase Field, yeah. but I did like Miller. What was your take on that? I liked it. Um, one of the days I was there, it was so, they, had the, um, they had the dome up and it was so muggy in there. And I'm like, oh, why, why is this happening? Um, <laughs> but actually, I, I loved it a lot. Had a great time there. My favorite retractable dome, though, is Seattle. Oh, okay. Yeah, I had a great time in Seattle. Seattle is delightful. I, I have not been there yet. Looking forward to it. Mm -hmm. And also looking to, and this, this may be the bridge here, to get <laughs> to the next piece because you're a bit of a foodie. Yeah. You had the seasoned <laughs> crickets in Seattle, yes, didn't you? Yes, I did. I had like the last batch of them, actually. And was, was it like the first the inning? It, or was, uh, it, was it late? Because I, I think they sell out pretty quickly, It right? wasn't that late, but like I want to say it was like maybe third inning or maybe wow. fourth inning max. But like it was kind of late in the game for them to still even have them. So I was very lucky that I got them. I couldn't find them. It yeah. took me a while. Oh, yeah. Everyone should know. Like, all right, where, what section are the crickets at? Yeah. You hear, have you ever had seasoned crickets or would you ever have some kind of seasoned insect? I have never had crickets, but I have had a scorpion. Yeah. Inside the little the the lollipop? No, actually, there's a place uh, down south in Texas that gives you a, a scorpion that's like grilled, like a grilled scorpion seasoned, oh. so you get to eat it on a lollipop. It like gets on a stick, like a kebab, but it's pretty good. Now I've done scorpion shots. I've never had it grilled like a little steak. 
That's coming up. That's coming up next. There's going to be a team that may reach out to you to kind of work on some creative things because that's another thing that you do uh, with your friend Amanda. Yeah. At Nacho underscore Scout, Mm -hmm. your big Nacho fan. I love nachos too. That's kind of my jam. I feel like it's got all the major food groups in it. Mm -hmm. And and talk a little bit about Nacho Scout. Maybe you know where it came from and and some of the things you like to do with that account. Uh, Nachos are the perfect food, first of all. So uh, back in 2017, my best friend Amanda and I. We were like sitting there thinking, we're like, wow, what would our dream job be? Like, gosh, it would be like going around to every stadium and like making videos about the food. And Amanda's like, why don't we just do that? So we just started doing it. All you do is just ask people to come in with camera gear and try their food and make videos about it. And people were so excited. So we started with minor league teams and we just had the best time and uh, we ended up you know, going to a Phillies game and getting to do that. That was my first, you know, MLB press pass was, you know, getting to do food videos with the Phillies. It was amazing. Uh, <laughs> so, a- yeah, it's like brought us wow. like really just it's brought us a lot of joy. That's that's so promising for anyone to hear that goes, well, now Susie's in sports media. She does this. She was an anchor person. You got on the field because of a love of nachos, Mm -hmm. like find your angle, find your in, find an excuse and you go, sure, come on and and, and eat some scorpions with you here. That's it. (laughs) So my question is, do you guys just do nachos? We'll do all of the food, but we start with the nachos. Like they're the jumping off point. And then we explore the other really fun, unique food items that any given park has to offer. Okay. Pardon me, but aren't all the nachos the same? No, oh my God. I'm, no. I'm, I'm, dare not, you. I'm not a big nacho burger, if I'm honest. <laughs> so I'm not, but I'm like, I'm wondering, all nachos have tasted the same to me since I've grown up. So that's how different can they really be? I'm concerned about your palate. Have you had COVID? Um. <laughs> <laughs> Taste buds. I, I actually like just traditional style. I, I'm okay with something more exploratory, which... Maybe you can share some of the wilder nachos, but just like traditional nachos are are great. Yeah, yeah. Um, Definitely some of my favorite nachos are the ones here at Coors Field because you get that green chili queso that you don't get anywhere else. And they are just chef's kiss. Um, uh, Those are some of my favorites for sure. Uh, Because most other parks you get like the orangey nacho cheese, which is good for a ballpark setting. You really, it's kind of difficult to put nachos through an oven at a ballpark. But I went to one park that did have it. Really? And I've never, I've never seen this before. So usually, you know, for the sake of, you know, getting food out really fast, you know, you just get the cheese that's poured on, you throw the toppings on, those are your nachos. Um, Chase Field has, they put them in this big, like, tin. They load it all up with the stuff, and they put them through this little, like, revolving oven, like a Domino's oven. Like, Quiznos style, almost. It's like that's Quiznos style. I'm going, I'm going Quiznos yeah, it's, it's kind of Quiznos style. But they were really good, except they do get dry a little faster than the other ones. So, but they were really good. Are what are what are some nacho no nos? Like I know some people are like putting ketchup on a hot dog, yeah, which is it's traditional. But you go mm-hmm. mustard is probably the better fit for the dog. Are there any nacho takes of like? Come on, you've got to have X, Y, and Z, or never do this. Mm-hmm. Is there anything that that's offensive in the nacho world? I will tell you what offends me. <laughs> okay, let <laughs> it go. Let it go. Um, I'm offended when it, I say, "Oh, where are the nachos?" and people point me in the direction of like a tater tot, not a tacho. Ooh. I'm like, "Those aren't nachos. Those are loaded tater tots." Different. Those are they're a different food. I'm not saying they're they're bad. Love I'm just love saying tachos. They're a different they're food. Different. They're a whole different thing. I don't like when uh, we do like kettle chip nachos. 
they don't have this they're not sturdy they get really soggy and also they're potatoes i just like i don't also different different it's i a enjoy different that food. i'm as an irish guy i'll enjoy <laughs> if if it's you know house made like chips but you're right that's a totally different food altogether exactly gotta have jalapenos I love jalapenos, Same. but I know a lot of people who can't handle spice, and I feel bad. Like, if I'm sharing nachos with, like, my mom, um, you know, she doesn't she doesn't want all that spice. She's going to fall apart. Tomato is a little <laughs> too spicy for her. Is she, she that type? <laughs> like, borderline. Like, Whoa, no. <laughs> what's in that? Tomato sauce? Yeah, it's got some kick to it. She's listening. She's going to kill me for making fun of her. <laughs> <laughs> meat. You, you got to have meat on it, or are you good just, like, plain like that's just traditional i don't think you have to have meat on them okay. um i do love seeing you know a lot of parks will have like really good like smoked barbecue and that's a great nacho topping that's Ooh. easy to like batch make like ahead of time so like that's a really good nacho topping at any ballpark uh but also like if you're putting other stuff on there and kind of filling out the plate you don't need meat to have good nachos the ones i had at uh Chase Field were actually, they had cornbread on them. You could get meat on them, but you could also get cornbread on them. And it was actually, it was different, but it was pretty good. I liked it. The, the helmet, the nacho helmet is, if you're giving a grade to nacho, does that bump it up immediately a, a whole score just because it comes in the, the helmet? Or are you not distracted by that because you're a pro? You know, I, I love a souvenir, but at the same time, it's Ooh. not the most efficient vehicle for a nacho. <laughs> okay. Because you just get a lot of naked chips at the bottom that are just going to go to waste. So it's like, it can be a little wasteful depending on like how they they make them. But I do like a, a souvenir, but I think like the little cardboard tray is the best the best way to go. Now you tied the you had the crickets and, and some of the interesting food takes I saw over on uh, at Nacho underscore Scout, <laughs> candy corn and circus peanuts, and I couldn't get a feel if there was sarcasm there. Do we like candy corn? <laughs> do we like circus peanuts? What do we think on that? Um, Amanda and I actually once made candy corn nachos because we saw knew that. that people would hate it, um, and they I think they wrecked one of my pans. Actually, it is not a food <laughs> that is meant to be melted. I'm like, okay, so what is this doing in my body? <laughs> Um, this is what it's doing to my pants. Um, that being said, like I kind of don't have anything against candy corn. I like candy corn. I like I'm a it. candy corn fan. And I like a good circus peanut. I haven't had one in at least five years, but that used to be something I would eat. And if I saw it somewhere, I'd go, all right, I'll, I'll pick that up. But you can't really find circus peanuts. I, some people might not know. Yeah, here, have you ever heard of a circus peanut? I haven't had I have a no idea what that is. <laughs> Honestly. It's not actually a peanut. I haven't had, I honestly, I'm trying to think, I'm like, when's the last time I even had a circus peanut? Like it's probably been at least 20 years. Where do you even get a circus peanut at? Brandon, circus peanut. Uh, it's like, isn't that a candy? It's a soft thing, right? Mm -hmm. uh, orange. I don't know where you're gonna, yeah, it's orange. It, it, it's terrible. <laughs> it's not good, it's not a good thing. It's kind of like chalky a little bit. It is, it's chalky and it's stretchy. It's, it's stretchy until it tears. I, I think I think the candy corn and circus peanut they have oh, to be in the same camp. Yes, same same. Uh, circus peanut is candy corn's drunk uncle. I I'm in both of those camps. I'm very much circus okay peanuts with that. can double as like packing peanuts. That's probably where they where they came from. I think that's why there's a shortage. You can't find them in a grocery store now. At this point, you you just Amazon's yeah. using them for shipping. Yeah, you, you, they just need that orange food coloring and packing peanuts are really circus peanuts. I may need to try that. Oh my When gosh. I get home. All right. So now that you've gone to all 30 stadiums and then some, mm -hmm. would you be more inclined to do that trip again or try to hit up most? Because I. 
got to be impossible to do all of minor league. That's 120 plus. Yeah. Or how about Japan? I would love to go to Japan. That is like top of my list. That is like the baseball vibe I want to experience. That if I could like snap my fingers and go anywhere, that is the next ballpark trip I would do. That that makes a lot of sense. I and, and there's there's less teams there. Mm-hmm. You could probably swing over to South Korea, enjoy mm-hmm. some KBO games. You definitely have a lot of options. Yeah. When it comes to 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 going those games and having that experience, I, I see that as being the next one rather than doing the whole trip again. Yeah, I mean, I definitely I would do this whole trip again too in a heartbeat. But I'm like, oh my gosh, there's so many other parks to go to. I actually thought on this trip I would make it to more minor league parks. And I did not. It was just hard enough kind of driving and getting through the 31 that I did have to go to. Uh, but I would love to. I wish I could have done more minor league parks. I wish. Yeah. Only had a driver. And they're and they're <laughs> at least an hour away, typically. Like, that's that's part of the part of the deal, right? You don't want mm-hmm. it to be too close to the major league club. Or people are just going to go to that. There are obviously those rare occasions. Yeah. Like, in, in St. Paul, I think I hear that's a very nice stadium now. Yeah. Twins' new AAA faci- facility. So, what was your favorite stadium or maybe even just your favorite experience that you had on this major road trip from the summer? Yeah. Um, I, I mean, of course I always love Coors Field, but uh, I exclude it from my favorites because I've spent a lot of time here. So I think I'm a little biased. Um, I had such a great time in Seattle. Um, uh, that ballpark is amazing. They had great food. That city is really cool. But I was also there uh, on a night where they were doing a very special promotion. So I'm walking around the park. My mom was here with me and like um, one of my really good friends from college. So we're walking around and we see all these people wearing berets and striped shirts and like little scarves and like carrying like actual baguettes. We're like, what is happening at this wow. park right now? Like some kind of French heritage night? Like, what is this? <laughs> so finally I like grab someone. I'm like, what is happening? I'm like, why are you all dressed like <laughs> and she's like, it's South of France night. And I was like, please tell me more. So there's a section that sits all the way down the first baseline, and they are fans of Thai France. So they call that section South of France. So some fans collaborated with the Mariners to make a South of France night. So like the team was actually giving out like actual baguettes. And like it was it was absolutely delightful. I was like, okay. This is what I love about baseball, just like goofy stuff like that. Uh, and I will just remember it forever. <laughs> love it when the fans generate the interest and the team is just forced to pick up on and say, you, you found something <laughs> here. South of France, love that. Uh, it was he's, incredible. He's found a home uh, since, since that San Diego Padres trade. Mm-hmm. All right, what about in, in the South? Is Tropicana Field, I've only driven by it, mm-hmm. so I, I feel like I technically should have that on my list. I, <laughs> I don't think I need to put it on there. Is is the Tropicana as bad as it seems? It's so weird. It's ah. so weird. And there's so many spots in that um, in that arena where um, you just like don't get a good view, and like the lighting is off. Like it's just it's such a straight. It's the weirdest ballpark I've ever been to. Ah. Um, yeah, it's like kind of circus tent looking. It's weird. It's weird. I would like to see them have something better. It, it's one of the I think ten oldest stadiums, which for the the last and most recent expansion team i think mm-hmm. they built it in 1988 to to attract a team in in 93 but colorado miami got that done best division i asked you goodman this you know and he's got his take from the broad broadcasters perspective and, and the city too i think tied into it mm-hmm. i think the national league west and the american league west are probably two of the best for the cities and the ballparks like the worst ballpark in the nl west is chase field it's not great mm-hmm. And 
but you you've got four of the best in Dodger Stadium, uh, AT&T Park now. Is mm-hmm. that is that the name of it? No, I think it's already switched. Wait, hold on. Which one? In San Francisco. San Francisco China Basin. Is, is it AT&T Oracle. Park? And now it's Oracle. It's Oracle, yes. Not Pac Bell. Not, <laughs> and, but T-Mobile is Seattle. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's hard, hard keeping track of all these names. Branding. <laughs> Branding. And then, and like I said, I think the American League West is really good. Oakland brings down the overall value. Oof. But Houston, the new ballpark in Texas. What was that experience like for you? The new ballpark? Yeah. Um, okay, so... It was actually one of my favorite stops, and I got, like, a really cool tour. I got to see a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff that, like, I wasn't even allowed to take pictures of. But it that park is a modern marvel. Like, there is just so much technology that, like, goes into, like, making it, like, a really good indoor ballpark experience. So, I actually, it was one of my favorite stops. Yeah, they, uh, they had a lot of money to spend on that yeah. ballpark, <laughs> and now they've spent a lot of money on their free agents. How, mm-hmm. how exciting has it been? The last couple of days, keeping tabs on baseball. We know there's about to be this lockout that's coming, so mm-hmm. there's going to be just a pause on everything. No rumors, trades, things of that nature. But it's been exciting seeing all these guys bounce around the last couple of days. Yeah, I really thought Trevor Story was going to be the one that went to Texas. Um, so I was, you know, because he's from there. I was like, oh, that would have been cute. Um, no, I've just been like, you know. It's been crazy just trying to keep track of everything going on. I love this. Love hot stove season. Yeah, it's been it's been great creating this kind of false deadline because teams, they want to get these deals done because you still got to get a guy to do the physical. So you can't sign a guy at 11 o'clock Eastern Standard Time on Wednesday night because you got to have the physical done because mm-hmm. the lockout's going to shut it all down. So uh, it, it's been really fun creating this, this time period for the free agents and teams to go and, and make these deals and it's generated a lot more interest. Yeah, definitely snapped me out of my Thanksgiving food coma. Oh, for sure. <laughs> any, any interesting foods for Thanksgiving that you had? Um, we've done, uh, you know, Thanksgiving leftover nachos in the past. I didn't make anything for Thanksgiving this year. This is like the first Thanksgiving I've actually celebrated because I've been working in TV news. So like the past like four years, I've just been working. So I'm like, I'll take whatever I can get. Fantastic. There were no nachos at my Thanksgiving, though. Susie, thank you for (laughs) joining us. And if anyone sees you, you you should let us know uh, which Breckenridge Brewery beer you want so people can, they know what to order you. Oh, yeah. And you got to have the nachos, too, Mm -hmm. here. The nachos are good here. They're very good. I love the nachos here. I'm not ashamed. Like, I'm not a chicken (laughs) fingers guy. Like, I eat food. I was a picky eater when I was a kid, so I'm I'm sensitive about that. Mm -hmm. So I'm not a guy with all kinds of replacements in my food and I'll take that out and do this. And so the only weirdness I feel is when getting nachos, because it's in the appetizer section, Mm. it feels like it's a childlike purchase. But when you come here to the DMVR bar and most other places, (laughs) the nachos are gigantic. It's hard to finish nachos anywhere you go. Oh, they're a mountain. I will take that back. The nachos of the DMVR are are a lot better anywhere else. So I do taste the difference with that nacho. Thank you. I'll take that back. Good save. (laughs) Got it in under the wire. Appreciate it. Susie, thank you so much. Anything else we got to plug at the Susie Hunter? On all platforms. I'm the easiest person to find. It's a little scary. That's great. And all (laughs) platforms, Nacho Scout in some form with some underscores in there. Yeah, Even TikTok, right? Are you still doing the TikToks? It has a TikTok. (laughs) It has a TikTok. We updated it. We're busy. (laughs) I love that. Susie, thank you so much. We love having everyone from the Rockies community here. You're a big part of that. We really appreciate that. So for DNVR Sports, again, you can follow me at Patrick D. Lyons and our account at DNVR underscore Rockies. Yeah, here, give yourself a shout out too. At you here, G Vasquez. 
You got it right, Patrick. That's Let's why I go. love you, man. Let's go. My producer, that's my man. For DNVR Sports, thank you to Susie Hunter, Yahir, and myself, DNVR Rockies Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. The folks at Green Mountain Dental Group deserve to take some credit for those smiling Colorado sports fans around town, especially those of our DNVR listeners who've switched to Green Mountain Dental Group over the years to make them their permanent family dentist. And if you schedule a cleaning, x-ray, and exam, you're going to receive a free Sonicare toothbrush from Green Mountain Dental Group located only 15 minutes from downtown Denver.